Central Michigan Life podcast hosted by me, Mia Sickman. Our goal for Diverse Voices is to bring listeners a sound similar to their own and attention to world issues affecting Mount Pleasant and CMU. With me today, I have Michaela Osborne and Kiana Quinn. Okay. Hi, my name is Kiana. I'm a sophomore here at CMU. Um, I'm studying sociology with the focus in criminal and social justice and minors in political science and leadership with the certificate in cultural competent, a cultural competency, competency certificate as well. Um, I will be graduating in 2023 fall. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And um, I'm really involved in CMU's campus. I'm an inclusion assistant in Walt Hall. Um, I'm also a part of SAPRI. Uh, I'm also involved in NAACP, and I also teach uh, CGL 145 as a dialogue facilitator um, for my second semester as well. Wow, that's really cool. Michaela, what about you? Hi, my name is Michaela Osborne. Um, I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm a second year here at CMU. I'm currently studying cultural global studies with a cultural competency certificate with that. And then I'm also majoring in teaching birth through kindergarten. Um, I'm also very involved on campus. I am an RA over in Calkins. I am a part of the Planned Parenthood General Action Group. And then I'm also a part of some other RSOs. Cool. Thank you guys for sharing. And thank you again so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being a part of it. Yeah, I'm All excited. Right. Thank yeah. you for having us. Of course. All right. So today is our second Black History Month episode. We're going to be talking about a big part of Black History Month, especially Black History Month in the 21st century, is activism. So Kwana, you're hosting a Black History Month event called So You Want to Talk About Activism. Can you tell me about why you chose that title and the direction of your event? Mm -hmm. So uh, during like COVID and even now, I think the Instagram site is still up if you all are interested. It's like, so you want to talk about, and I think that's what it's called. And then they talk about different issues. So something I don't remember them talking about really that much or something that I just think society struggles with talking about is activism uh, because I feel like it's categorized as either radical or like very just like violent or just trying to disrupt um, peace or people categorize it as you have to be like, uh, older white male um, in politics to make real change, which both, um, in my opinion, are false. Um, I don't think activism has to be radical at all. You can just use your voice and create change. And that's what I wanted to capture with my event. I took um, Black and Latinx voices on campus who are part of sororities, fraternities, involved in res life, um, are presidents of RSOs, are um, working with the Mass Office and the MAC program and things of that sort, like higher positions on campus and they are using their voice in creating change and influencing a lot of um, CMU's, how CMU's direction goes on campus and how they can, and I think how my, I bring their voices onto my event can inspire others, especially younger students, like freshmen and, so, freshmen and sophomores to break that notion that they have to be older or they have to like kind of shake the room just to feel like they can um, be heard and because that's just not true so I think hearing that from other students that are only a couple years older than them really touches home as opposed to like trying to bring in like older graduated or um, more like 
mature um, on or onwards um, people than just people that they probably have classes with, probably have seen walk the halls, probably attend RSOs and events outside of campus with. So yeah, I think that's what really drove me to this event. And just, I just heard so many talk, people talk about they can't do this, they can't do that, and but they can, and that's the whole point, they can do it. I love that, I love that. Michaela, do you agree that, I think our, that, do you agree that our generation is kind of stuck in, like Juana is saying, is stuck in that I can't do this because I'm not old enough. I can't do this because I'm not, like I don't yeah. have enough money to do this. Like, tell me how you feel about that. I think that there's a stigma around activism that it has to be done a certain way and you have to be a certain type of person to do it. But I think that our generation is gonna be the one that breaks that specifically because there are people like Kuana putting on events like this, um, making sure people understand that they, even the smallest thing counts as activism and that it may seem like just a small drop of water to you, but it still makes a ripple. I love that. I love that metaphor so Me much. You that. also hosted a Black History Month event here at CMU too, didn't you? I did. Um, it was called Black Hair Care. It was in the CSID on February 8th. I was very nervous about how the event was going to go um, just because it was my first time hosting an event on such a big scale, but it went really well. We did a small um, presentation on the history of black hair and the different styles that you can do with black hair. And then we had gotten some funding to go and buy hair products and hair um, extensions and stuff. So students of color could come and grab the products that are not readily available here in Mount Pleasant. I love that. That's amazing. How, how did it feel to be able to facilitate that for people? Um, it was really nerve wracking at first, um, definitely very anxious seeing how many people were there, but for me it was a good thing and a bad thing that so many people showed up because it's great that people were able to hear about the event and that they were excited about it, but it was sad to me that so many students feel like they're not getting what they need here in town because Mount Pleasant is a predominantly white area, it doesn't have any hair care shops for black people. So I think that the event is definitely something I'm gonna try and do again in the future, as long as there's a need for it. I love that. Um, but pivoting kind of back to the idea of the just the language of, so you wanna talk about activism. When I hear language like that, and you kind of talked about this already, Kwan, I think about um, like the giant wave of public activism in response to the death of George Floyd due to police brutality and that kind of wave of media coverage of biopoc deaths because of police brutality. I specifically remember the people who got caught that weren't really activists claiming to be activists. You know, I remember a very specific video of a white woman in LA holding a Black Lives Matter poster in the middle of a protest, you know, having a photo shoot and like moving protesters who were trying to make a difference around her so she could take this photo and then it just left. You know, I, I think it's very possible that I got her all wrong. But I feel like I see this all the time, especially on Instagram, 
you know, when you repost things, but you're not looking at the meaning of those. I mean, it, you know, is that activism? So like my question to you guys is like, how do you each define activism? Mm -hmm. activism? Activism to me is just a person or a group of people just willing to make a change and putting forth the work that needs to be done to make that change. I feel like activism, when I think about it, it's very um, actionary. I feel like you have to like be doing something. Um, I'm not saying that everyone has to be an activist or anything. I just saying if you're going to categorize yourself as activists, I would love to see you like actually committing your time to doing change and putting in the work to do so. I feel like there's like during the after the tragedy that happened with George Floyd, I feel like that's when I kind of like saw a lot of false activism and a lot of performative um performanism on Instagram especially because a lot of people would repost things and then like not do anything about it not really reposting the right things we were posting things that like looked nice or things that sounded pretty but like nothing about like links to help or anything about donating money and things of that sort like it was like a lot of words without any action so that's why like that really hits home to me and also has the word act in activism like that just is just epitomizes what it is um and that's why I feel like it's so important to just really inform and educate others about what activism really is. And not to say like a lot of people also think it's like back to the civil rights movement and think about like, oh, I have to like do a speech or gather or, 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 or protest and things of that sort. And those are really great examples, but it's also just using your voice um, because reposting something as pretty as that might seem, but are you using your voice inside outside environments? Like are you posting, you're reposting this on Instagram, but in your classroom, are you speaking up against discriminatory actions you see? Are you speaking up to your school district about things that they were doing that were wrong? Are you trying to hold up a mirror and reflect on yourself? Or are you just trying to project what you want um, everyone else to see about what you're doing? I think it's, uh, that's like a lot of things that people don't want to acknowledge. Like, it's kind of like, I want to project that I'm doing everything to help, but hold up a mirror and like reflect about what you had in in your hand you had and like what happened. I think what's happening in the world today because a lot of people are like, oh, it happened so long ago. George Floyd that happened still happened like two years ago. No, everything is still happening right now. Just because it's not broadcast on the media, just because um, they're, they're, you're not seeing the names of people being gunned down doesn't mean that's not happening. Like, I feel like that's very contradictory. And I feel like it just is just that's performatism to me. And it's not you putting your actions and putting in the work to stop what's happening. You're just seeing it for the moment, getting a car of the wave, making sure you've passed a check, you've checked the box, that you're showed that you can point back to I did something, you didn't do anything. You have to continue, like continue this fight and continue to do more. So activism to me is acting on what you believe and acting and standing on your word, kind of. I yeah, like that you I chose the word. Oh, go ahead. Um, sorry, I agree with Kawana a lot on that. I also think that activism is not just using your voice, but using your platform that you have. So I definitely think that social media can be a good thing when it comes to being an activist. Like one thing I'm doing, I'm challenging myself to come up with a new Black History Month fact every day during Black History Month, and I've been posting it on my Facebook. And so I think that when we begin to challenge ourselves in our activism, that's when we can start educating others and getting them on, I don't want to say like bandwagon, but taking, like getting them in the van, like <laughs> let's go do something, like something like that. In the van. Um, yeah, like get them in the van so that way they're in the group and they understand like what is important and knowing how they can make that difference. Like activism, 
is a spectrum in a way like there are very small things that you can do that are activism and then there are really big things that you can do so like something as small as holding an event so black people feel like their voices are heard and then something as big as working with different um areas of campus to get new things put in place for black people on campus so something like that I think that there's such an array that you can do. And I think that while performative activism isn't productive for the person doing it, there's still like if it's like social media, if people are posting about Black History Month and it's act like performance for them, it may be non-productive for them but it could be productive for someone who's seeing their story seeing that post and then it's like oh wow i didn't know this let's go do more research that's really interesting so when we're talking about social media specifically i want to stir the pot not stir the pot but i'm gonna stir the pot a little bit because i feel like we're hearing a little bit of two different opinions so when i think of social media and i think of the things that I put on my Instagram, I do intend to educate, especially with my Black History Month content. The only problem with that is, do you think people realize that the ones that they probably have on social media, the ones that follow them are probably already like-minded individuals? So just to follow up, I mean, how do we tell the difference between activism on social media and just reposting an image mm -hmm. you understand what I'm asking yeah. you know like performative activism like you're saying Michaela especially when it comes to educating others I think as you said sometimes it can be useful but it really depends on the situation so how do we like is there a way for us to guide ourselves and tell the difference between am I act you know am I trying to contribute to a healthy cause? Am I trying to be an activist or am I just reposting something? Because the font was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think with that, it really just depends on, like you said, if you have a whole bunch of like-minded people on your social media, it may not be productive to repost something, especially if it's something you saw in someone else's story and was like, oh, this is great. Let me repost it. Mm -hmm. But if like my family is not very progressive, at least my my extended family. So me posting my things on Facebook and having them feels productive in a way because I've seen them respond and how they respond to it has been in a, oh my goodness, I had never heard of this way. So I think that it really just depends on who you have on your platform and necessarily where you're getting the information from that you're sharing. Mm -hmm. Nice. I, I like that. Yeah. Go ahead. I also think it takes a, a lot and it lands a lot on like, like you said, it's kind of like you asking yourself the question. I feel like when you know that you're not being performative, I feel like you know inside and you wouldn't have like that little um power struggle. I'm not saying that never happens to people, but like for the most part, I feel like you know that like you could think of a few people in particular, or you could think of like a just a group that I feel like they'd find this useful. More often than not, like when I look at things, it either is something like I already know that I think other people would benefit from because a lot of my um, followers, though they may have like the same like um, core values or some of the same like interest or whatever as me, some of them, like some of my posts, like 
specifically talk about an experience like being black in America, like experience like that a lot. And I know majority of my followers or not all of them are black. So uh, when they're looking at that, they'll be able to take something away from that that's different. And sometimes it's like hard pills to swallow that I post. So it's not always like the comforting, nice font. Oh, this is, makes me feel at peace, but it's like kind of, I like stir the pot a little bit. So like have them think and think about and reflect. And it doesn't always guarantee that they're going to do so. You, it's an Instagram story. At the end of the day, they could just skip through and go about their day, which is sad, but it's just like, or do you think that people will benefit from this? Like ask yourself, like, is this going to be helpful? A lot of times, sometimes I'll almost post something that I'm like, actually, I don't think it's going to be that helpful. And I'll just simply don't, um, delete the post or just don't do it anymore. And then I can go about my day just knowing that I knew that this something was going to be productive and I just like eliminated that. So I think it's, it starts a lot with yourself. You can never really anticipate how someone else is going to react because even their intended audience could just skip through it because more often than not, the person you want to see it if they don't want to see it, they won't see it, which is sad. Um, but if you reflect within yourself first before posting and saying like, am I, do I really feel like I'm making a wave of change? Do you think that this really embodies like what I've been doing in real life? Do, do I think this was really going to touch other people? And the answer is like, yes, on the, those accords, then I think you should go ahead and do it. I feel like some people definitely do know that they're not embodying what they post. They know it like just looks nice. Um, it will appease people and they'll post it. When I think of performativism, I really think of like celebrities a lot, but I also think about people that I knew in high school and like how their actions and person were not very like reflective of what they were posting um, over the um, time we were in like uh, the online quarantine COVID schooling. I was like, that's not, I would never expect you to post something like that. And I feel like they knew that it was something that just look nice or something that they want to embody themselves. And once, once you know you're stepping out of yourself, that's when I think you should know not to post. Yeah, I I definitely think that with activism, you have to, with social media activism specifically, if your actions in real life aren't matching up with what you're posting, I think that's when things can become controversial in the way that you're portraying yourself. So if you're only an activist on social media, I think that that's something that might be something to reflect on with yourself and kind of like why is it that I'm only using this platform and not the platform that I hold with my friend group and educating them on different things or talking to my friends and having these hard conversations Mm -hmm. um so I think that you really just need to do a lot of self-reflection when you're an activist so yeah and like Michaela said earlier, it's a spectrum. So it's not as PSA to encourage or discourage people from posting. It's more so like if you're acknowledging a pattern of you posting certain things and you want this to embody who you are, maybe you're just not there yet, try to take those steps. Like Michaela said, you can start as small as like having conversations with your family members, having them with your friends, having them with yourself, doing your own research. I know a lot of people invested themselves in research and that's a great first step because you want to be kind of um, educated on what you're talking about. But also I feel like dialoguing and having those conversations are one of the best ways because these are uncomfortable topics for a lot of people. And so if they stay uncomfortable, no one's going to talk about them. But if you push to talk about them, then you're not only pushing yourself into growth, but you're helping others along to think about it or prompt them with thoughts to be had as well. So like it's a, spec- it's a spectrum. So you don't have to be posting and exhibiting everything you post in person but are you trying to I think that's the real question too like are you trying to be this person or are you just like I would like to be this person I'm gonna post this but I don't have time to do this you can always make time um it's kind of like if this is who you want to be then are you gonna take the steps to get there 
too. I like that. I like that a lot. I love both of your, I love the way that both of you approach the idea of social media activism. But I, you know, I originally was, when I was originally thinking about topics for this episode, I was going to try to paint social media activism much more negatively. And you guys have kind of changed my mind a little bit, you know, and the way that it's more about how you yourself are doing things and not how you interact or how others interact with you, I should say. But yeah, you guys have changed my mind. I feel much more comfortable with the kind of activism I see on social media nowadays, I think. I agree that the usage of just the idea of reposting by celebrities when there's so much more, there's so much more that they can do. I still believe that that, I still struggle with that concept, but yeah, I, you guys have definitely changed my mind. I mean, I think over time, Black slash African-American activism has become a broader term. I mean, I even told you guys when I was originally drafting this episode, I wanted to talk about how activism has changed because the issues changed, but I'm not so sure anymore that that's true. I'm getting some nodding from Michaela. I mean, the issues have always been the same. I think some, we as a society maybe, or maybe I've just looked closer at it, have gotten better at giving in attention to these individual issues and their platforms. Would you guys agree with that? It's both to me because on one hand, we've gone a long way from the 60s and 50s for the for the fact that like issues are actually being talked about and they're not covering them up or not getting like giving the proper attention because that was a whole different battle they had to face back then. But on the other hand, it's like we're only getting the attention when someone loses their life or something has shook the earth shook um of the nation enough to be talked about so i feel like i struggle with that idea because it's like sure i feel like some people are listening a little bit more but are they really listening for the right reasons because we've had the same problem for decades upon decades um and it's kind of like even now like though there might not be as many like storylines in the head storylines in the news those same issues are being faced now and the same issues are being faced when Trayvon Martin was killed and George Floyd was killed. And in that time between, I think is really important to acknowledge because a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, this is happening again. And I was like, it's been happening the whole time. Um, this whole, even the 10 year difference has been happening the whole time kind of thing. So I feel like I struggle with that because like, I'd say we're taking a, a step. I don't, I just said we're taking a step because sure, I feel like we're getting more attention more frequently, but is it really for the right reasons? It's more like another tragedy happened. We have to talk about it kind of thing instead of like, when tragedy's not happening, how are we gonna fix it? Like, are we gonna push policy to be changed? Are we gonna push for change? Are we gonna push for more attention to be made and um, things to be talked about outside of just like this one instance happened and framing it around that one instance. And even now storylines keep happening and popping up about George Floyd, but, and I'm not saying those are bad or anything, but like, how about we, like, I get the individual story, but how we talk about how we change policy so there's not another George Floyd, how there's not another Black person killed. Like, I feel like it's a lot of, like, we're going to bring attention, but where's the action afterwards from, like, the government, for from other people who are just seeing an issue, and they're shocked for a second, and they're like, okay, that was horrible, but I think it's over, but it's not over. It's kind of like, that's how I struggle with it, because for some people in this world, 
we're never going to outrun those problems. Like I've been seeing the same problems my whole life. And sometimes I see spurts of people like, oh my gosh, like this is wow. But it's been happening the whole time. So I think that's something that everyone's still struggling with. People who don't have to face these struggles every day are still struggling to grasp the fact that it's been happening. Yeah, I can really relate to what Kalana is saying. I definitely think that it's really just a matter of your own view that you're having. I think it depends on the lens that you're looking at life through. But as a Black person, I think you're also looking and there becomes that activism fatigue that comes in because as a Black person, you're constantly going through this and watching other Black people die at the hands of other people continuously, it makes it really hard to keep fighting as an activist because it just makes it hard to see that change is going to happen when change has not happened while this is something that's continued to go on for years and years. Like Michaela, going boxing off Michaela again, um, just like when you're always in that position of like knowing the problems because those are the problems that face you and your community and your loved ones like you're going to be more attentive and as a black or african-american person you're going to see those issues that are affecting affecting your community affecting your people and then you'll see people hop on and off the wave which is like i used to think at least they're getting like at least they're seeing the issue but then i realized like is it even effective if they're only seeing the issue long enough for it's like for as long as it's in the headlines and then when actual change needs to be followed up, they fall off. And then I realized like, that's not really what we need. Um, I used to just be happy people were listening, but then I realized it's just like listening in a frames mindset of like, okay, this is on our headlines every day. I have to listen. And, but it once it's off the headlines, it's kind of like they have the ability to just like look away, which is unfortunate. So I just realized I had to come to realize that that's really not the kind of change that we're looking for and the kind of change that we need. So it was like something like, like Michaela said, it's your lens of mindset. So if you come from a lens where you are come from a place of privilege that you're allowed to just like turn off the TV and ignore it, then you're going to feel like, like more change is happening. Oh, I'm being more aware. I'm being more educated. But it's kind of what happens after the fact, um, after the news story gets old to the newscaster again. Yeah, Kawana, I definitely think that it's part of the, when people have the ability to turn off the TV and that's the end of them dealing with that. I think that when that stops to become a thing, when people are realizing that even though this may not directly affect their group of people, it still affects them as a person and the society we live in. I think once they realize that, that's when we're gonna actually start seeing the policy changes because we need those people to also be on board because it's obvious to us now that if it's just black people pushing for black liberation then we're not going to reach that because we while we are many it is hard to change a system where we're not at the highest power yet mm-hmm. yeah yeah I thank you guys for sharing I I agree the idea of that not everyone is dealing with this constantly. The idea that you can turn, like you said, like you can turn off a TV and that's it. You don't have to hear about it for the rest of the day. You know, you don't walk outside and worry about it. You know, the privilege of not having to look at all of these issues all the time. When you talk, when you said um, 
Tawana, when you talked about activism fatigue, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's its own problem when we're talking about activism and its own thing where non people, non people of color who consider themselves activism activists, sorry, for these kinds of issues that it's hard to be aware of them, but it's something we need to learn to do. You know, when we're, you know, even circling back to our idea of the concept of self, like you need to think about, are you doing the right thing? Are you conscious of the way that you are saying things? Do you understand that you, just the idea of, do you understand, like, not everybody has the privilege to just not think about it until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But um, since we're here to talk about activism, what issues is are coming to mind to you guys today? What do you guys want to talk about when it comes to being a better activist for people of color and what issues we need to bring attention to? I think for me right now, I'm focusing my activism specifically on CMU's campus. Um, What changes do I need to happen as a Black person here on campus? What changes can I help facilitate? Like putting on that event, now we have people, stores from Lansing thinking about putting a store in, in Mount Pleasant. So I think that for me, my activism is kind of changing where I'm at and then kind of branching out from there because I know that it takes a lot to make bigger change. And I think I need to work on a smaller scale before I can get big and bigger. Um, I think that a lot of people think you have to solely focus on one aspect of being an activist and an ally. And I think that people forget the intersection of things. So also thinking about black women, not just black men, Mm -hmm. or um, thinking about biracial people on campus who may not feel necessarily like they belong with any of the groups on campus. I think that's um, something that we need to currently work on is making sure that while all of our BIPOC students are getting what they need. And I think that's definitely something that I'm going to continue to work on while I'm here at CMU. And I think it's something that other people at CMU um, will eventually start getting to. Yeah, like Michaela was saying, too, like, there's so many, like, issues that you can tap into and get involved in it. I struggled a lot with thinking I could only do one thing. And it and it made me like close off to like, okay, I'm only like, cause my um, goal with my education is to become a lawyer and then fight for civil rights activism and help reform the criminal justice system. And like, I used to think like I could only do things pertaining to that. And then I was like, no, but like activism is so broad and being, and there's so many issues. So why limit yourself to one like lane to stay in? So like, I've that's what inspired me to do my event because I was thinking, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do like a big event, I have to do it on like one particular issue that is facing the criminal justice system. And there's so many in that spectrum alone. So, but then I was like, no, but how about you just broaden it and take a step back and just encourage activism on campus? Because one thing is if you use your voice and you 
want to inspire others, then they can help pick up the torch and they can fall into their own lanes and they can find new issues also that they're interested in, passionate about. And then you're, instead of one person just carrying a whole bunch of weight on their shoulder and getting the activism fatigue we were talking about, you can spread the message to others that might not be aware that they can make a change. They might not be aware that they'll be heard. And once they figure out they are, especially on CMU's campus, then that inspired them to make their own changes they see. Because as much as we want to get involved in everything, you can't see everyone's problem. And like Michaela was talking about the intersectionality, um, you can... Me as a black woman can talk about so many issues about for black women, but I will never know some of the issues that face black men that face face also if depending on your um, major too. We can talk about that too. Like if you're a black woman in art, or you're a black man man in STEM the STEM field, or if you're a non-binary black person. There's so many different like issues that are facing so many different people, and since you are not in every single lane, you can't pick up every single torch, and that's just impossible. And like it's a lot of stress for one person. So I think. What I'm just doing is just inspiring others to think about activism and challenge what they think activism is and who they think can be an activist. Yeah, I agree with Kwana. Like, my goal is to be an equity advocate in schools. And so I'm not doing that right now. So I feel like me being on CMU's campus is kind of a practice for that, but also a way for me to make sure I'm changing my own self so that way i'm going to be able to fit into that role and also that that role is what's right for me and what's going to be productive and helpful and yeah i just am super passionate about that so yeah i love that i love that from both of you you guys i've already said this you guys both really inspire me a lot the idea of wanting to make sure that change happens here on campus first while you're at college because that's what you can do right now. I love that. Thank you guys so much. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we wrap up today? Um, I just wanted to say thank you for having us on and just talking about this issue. And I will definitely spread this on to like my social media platforms and people I know to listen in and like just educate themselves because I think this is something great to talk about, especially like here at CMU. So I really appreciate, yeah, you just like double, double the diverging the diverging or whatever like <laughs> i don't know how to say the correct word but um <laughs> exploring this topic with us <laughs> and talking about it bring a platform to it so thanks yeah thank you for using your platform for this so definitely you know that's your activism right now and <laughs> we appreciate it so thank you for having us yeah of course thank you guys so much it 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 really is my activism you know um I don't, I don't, didn't talk about it as much as I should have in my first episode to, and especially to my listeners out there in case you, in case you weren't sure, this podcast is about activism. You know, we are about making sure this is a diverse group of people that you are going to be able to hear their voices, hear what they're doing and how you can make a change yourself. You know, I'm, I'm really glad that you guys appreciate it in this way. I hope that even after I'm done with our episodes, Central Michigan Life, I hope that we can keep going with this type of content. I really, I really think it's one of our futures here, you know? But yeah, thank you guys again so much for being here today. I'm super excited about this episode. Looks like that's all the time I've got today, folks. Once again, this is our second Black History Month episode of Diverse Voices 2022. Today with me, I had Kawana Jin. 
Quinn, oops, sorry, and Michaela Osborne, who hosted Black History Month events here at Central Michigan University that you should all go check out, see what they were about, read descriptions, educate yourselves in the process. We talked about Black activism and what that means today. Once again, I'm Mia Sikma, and this is Diverse Voices.